With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'll get your thoughts on the quarterfinal weekend and your own thoughts on the All Blacks. But let's uh, talk about the second of those quarterfinals. Uh, An extraordinary match, especially the opening 40 minutes, as I articulated this time yesterday. Or during the sermon at 10.30, in fact. Truncated show, forget about that. South Africa, you have to bury them. You have to bury them 10 foot deep. They just know how to get out of trouble. Uh, I'll repeat, they have won nearly 80% of their knockout games in Rugby World Cup history. That is significantly above their average win percentage. How do they do it? Let's find out. Let's find out more. We're welcoming back to the program uh, Cookie Kule joins the program, rugby podcast host and content creator and a proud South African fans. Cookie, welcome to the show, Cooks. Thanks so much for joining us. How do you do it? How do you bend but never break? <laughs> hey, Dad, thanks so much for having me. Um, I mean, luckily, we're still celebrating over here, so I haven't slept. I probably, I probably haven't slept for about 24 hours, so <laughs> I'm still buzzing from the, the win last night. Um, it's, I've not seen the box dig that deep for a long time. I thought France was, was exceptional yesterday. But um, we just find a way to dig the team just finds a way to just dig deeper and deeper and finally resolve that when you think that when you think we we're done and out we sort of find a way to bounce back and I think it's it's the team's been through a lot and um it's I think now it's at a place where like you said I think you gotta, you gotta bury us 10 feet deep and I think France had chances to do that especially when they went four points clear but they just could not put in the killer blow and then once they couldn't yeah. do that and I think the box we kept fighting back and fighting back and then once we sort of grab control in the second half. It felt like we would close it out. But, yeah, epic game, though. Were you worried? Oh, no, you would have been worried. The way France started was frightening. You had to be worried. The skill, the precision, uh, DuPont with those deft kicks, they looked on. I thought they looked a little bit more mobile, a bit more zip about them, but you're so right. They never really kicked away. But how worried, especially through the opening maybe 40 minutes, 50 minutes, were you? Very worried, especially the start. I mean, obviously they scored very early, and then it's a bit pulled off that amazing play where it, it looked like it was probably deliberately knocked down, and we thought, oh, geez, that's a penalty trying a yellow card. But somehow he managed to knock that to knock that backwards. So I mean, they score there and make it forty nil. It's, it's, it's close to game over. So it's a bit of a stress. I think once we got back into that game, I think we sort of. We sort of, you, you feel the spring box in, it's, it's a bit of a slow poison. You know, it's going to kick in a bit later. So you're sort of waiting and waiting for the spring box to sort of wear you down. But I was extremely worried. We don't play France very often. So we got to, it's, I mean, we played them last year, but before that was, I think it's 2018. So it, it was extremely scary because we're not used to seeing the punt and, and going up against it. So we actually didn't have an answer. But I mean, we just, we just, we just had to fight. We, should, we just had to fight for it. Absolutely, you did fight for it. Uh, you took your chances, high kicks, they weren't able to deal with. Uh, there's so much pace on the outsides. If you give your side just a, an inch, they're going to take it. They're capable of playing a variety of ways. But we, what what changed it? Was it going to the bench after, what, just 50 minutes? He'd, he'd emptied the bench. Was that the key? Or was it more so maybe France just didn't have that, 
that you know that bullish internal self belief that South African clearly do. I think the big change. I think I think the big change was I think that France couldn't put us away when they had that four point lead. Um, it's something that, for example, when, when we play the All Blacks, we know that you guys, for example, if you sort of get a sniff and you get ahead, you tend to bury us. It's something, and and, and you guys have that, all of that, that constant belief of knowing how to beat us in knockout games and just in general. So, I think with France, it's and I think once they couldn't pull away, they started panicking, and then the mistakes came in. The Ramos kick yeah. going out, going out, the the twenty-two drop going on the full, the Jalibe shank. So it's, it was things like that where this was almost sort of panicking. Um, it, was, it looked like my golf swing, so I could relate. But um, <laughs> and then um, but so like it, it, it felt like it, it felt like France sort of sort of panted a little bit and then didn't stay within the structure. And then we just obviously we just we believe we can take any team, as you call it in South Africa, down to the gutters and just wear you down. So and we have an unwavering belief in that, and we will never change our ways. So. You almost have to, like you said, you got to bury us. If you don't, we'll, we'll find a way to keep in that, get back in that side. And I think that's where France kind of lost it. No, 10 foot deep, mate. You like that hand that comes out of the grave in every horror movie, right? If, you, if, <laughs> if it's a shallow grave, the hand's going to come out. It's going to be Peter Steph to toy with a hand on a ball, you know, you know, slow, slowing the breakdown down. And I'm a massive fan of Peter Steph to toy. That is no criticism. Uh, everyone, everyone here alongside me understands my love for that guy. But I just want, I want to know, what are you thinking after 65 minutes when they turn down that kick? To make it, well, I think it would have been within a penalty. I think they're down by six, and they go, "No bugger this crap. We're gonna, we're gonna tap and go. We're gonna tap and go like it's the 1980s." Oh man, it was. <laughs> at that stage, you we weren't playing that well in the little period. There, so it was a bit of worry. You're like, "Oh, geez, I understand. We're trying to sort of rustle up some momentum because you got the penalty before we we're in the corner." So, and then I was like, "Oh, geez, this is something we've not seen for a while." But you know, <laughs> somehow we, we we found ways to pull up these, these moves or these plays the Springboks have, where they, they go against the norm. I mean, you you got you, you see that every year. I mean, we we tend to beat beat no on drum. You know, this with seven one splits and five three splits. So, um, guys calling for a scrum from a mark. So <laughs> there's not, like you, you, there's always something up Rusty's and Shark, you know, but sleeves. So it's actually supporting the Springboks. Is, you, you actually expect anything. Oh, they, they, they think outside the square. The charge down's clearly deliberate. They, they've obviously since Ramos takes his time. He does. They charge it down, and guess what? They win by one point. Extraordinary stuff. Do you think there's a confidence, though, about the Springbok side that you're just too big, too powerful, too physical for everyone else? Definitely. I think um, I think there's a confidence that we, that we believe in our own. The way we play, we... we it's It's... I'll tell you, none of the players, uh, I'll, I'll tell you from a fan's perspective, especially in the mood in South Africa, there's pretty much one side we fear, like in terms of respect to all blacks. It's the one side in world rugby we, we tend to feel like, oh, geez, like we've got to be on it here 100%, like these guys. And, and that's probably through more PTSD than anything else of playing you guys every year. So, But we always feel like when you go against the European sides or sides from, we, we just have this unwavering confidence that, for example, just too big, too strong. And we can weigh them down, and it's just, and we, and we feel like we can just impose the world against them. So, it's a weird thing for African fans. Like I think with France, obviously there was a massive stress. We were all nervous being the host nation and how unbelievable they are. But I, I do feel like as South Africans, we just have this way of we know we can impose ourselves on sides, and it's almost like you know what you're gonna get from us, but it's it's how you're gonna stop it. We're not gonna hide anything from you. It's 
massive physicality, massive defense. I think now with our game plan has changed. We play a little bit more footy. Um, but but I, I just think sometimes we have this unwavering confidence, especially when you're playing as European sides, especially from a fan's point of view. Whether it is him putting out a chart of every way Ireland getting eliminated at the group stage or getting into a fight with podcast hopes in Ireland or randomly plucking out the stats from the 1995 Rugby World Cup final to make an illustration about time and play in 2023, we're a big admirer of the troll game of Rusmus over here. Uh, on this show, we have the Russia Rusmus desk because I, I just think he's wonderful for the game. He says things. He tells you how he's feeling. He has a bit of fun. He's obviously a very fine rugby coach, the record speaking for itself. What is the general opinion of Mr. Erasmus? Just I call him a Mr. Erasmus in South Africa. <laughs> oh, no, he's absolute genius. I mean, we, we love him here. And, um, it's it's. I mean, he won us the World Cup when we were basically down in the dumps a, a year, two, a, two years before that. So he's just um, a well-loved figurehead. We will get behind him. Um, I think because the proof's in the pudding, right? I mean, the results are there. The, the team wins. And I think well, my favorite thing about him is the ability to take pressure away from the team with uh, with the tweets and things like that. So sort of all, 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 all attention sort of turns to him and no one actually kind of focuses on the players. I think it's something... Um, that he does very well, and um, in doing so, I mean, he, he's never way, he's never shy of causing some sort of controversy or or, 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 or chats towards him. But I think he knows his targets. He knows who to target. I think, <laughs> especially the European sides, he knows how to rile them up very, very well. I think he doesn't tend to do that against, for example, like we play against the All Blacks. We tend, to, I don't, you know, all our tricks. So <laughs> there's no, there's, there's, there's no, unless there's, there's, there's a seven one split, but it's um. When the best of warm-up game, but like, uh, like, so it's. I think he knows, especially the European guys. He knows how to get to get under these skins. Well, I, 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 you, you brought in a new trick this past weekend that we know about. Your utter milking of the HIA system to allow Peter Steph to toy a fifteen-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is like it's one of those things. I don't know where like these guys just find different ways because it, it caught me off, off guard as well because I never knew you could do that. Um, uh, you, oh, I'm not sure you're actually allowed to, but you know, Damien <laughs> Pino's head hit Peter Steph's chest very hard. And, go off! <laughs> We're worried about you, Peter Steph. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Listen, listen, don't, don't be. Uh, I won't be surprised if, if it's not the robot lights, the traffic lights. It's um, this HIA system. Listen, we just got tricks here. <laughs> Fantastic. Couple more before I let you go. Um, four years ago, New Zealand fans were already looking at a final at this stage, took their eye off England. Uh, we paid a heavy price. Are you already looking to a World Cup final in South Africa? Are you that confident that England really are making up the numbers? It's 50-50, you know. A lot of people do tend to, obviously, already looking towards the final. I think it's um, sort of, I think we're both favourites. So I think the dream final is obviously the All Black Supreme Box and this is probably the most realistic time you could have had it in. You know, with you guys play Argentina, we're playing England. So, so some guys are looking ahead, cause, uh, are looking ahead. but this reminds me a lot of 2019. But the roles are reversed where England were the clear favourites after getting through you guys. And then we were the, the big underdogs. And everyone sort of read us off. And what scares me the most with England is they almost have a free shot. It, it does feel like they've... Them getting the semifinals. Yeah. When people didn't think they'll get the group stage at a stage. So... Them being in semi-finals, <laughs> they got nothing to lose, which is which, which is a very scary and 
I, I, I'm, I'm petrified of England this weekend because just of the fact that they've got, they've got nothing to lose. No one expects them to win this weekend, and it's um, it's a dangerous prospect to be unless um, their own media types them up too much as they tend to do. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, just sort of, but um, yeah, I think for me, it's I'm really scared of England. But I mean, it's 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 weird to sit to be favourites in a World Cup semi-final. It's not a place we we tend to be in, especially playing in England or Wales. So, but. Yeah, I mean the dream is to play the All Blacks in the final. That's the dream, but um, yeah, I think I think this weekend's going to be bloody tough, mate. Well, Cooks, what a treat having you on the show, mate. Keep up the brilliant work. We really love following what you do. I, I hope and I suspect we will meet in Rugby World Cup final. And Madiba can't come and save you now, buddy. He's not coming to save you now, mate. <laughs> It's fine. I'm, it's fine. I'm, I'm hoping that you guys have had your one good game for the year. So hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll... <laughs> there's too much hope in the right now. <laughs> what does it be I'm, worried I'm, I'm of a wounded the... All Black or be worried of a confident All Black? I don't know what the, the fake narrative is this week. Oh no, it's it's it's, it's going to be amazing. You, you can't be wounded now. You just beat Ireland, so you got you got to ride the wave. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Obviously, next week. Absolutely. Uh, Cooks jo- joining us there, Cookie Kule, uh, South African rugby podcast host and content creator. He is a lot of fun at what he does. I hope you enjoyed having a chat with him.